don't okay cool go ahead adjust your mic arm all right i think i'm good all right cool all right we'll clap in clap yep clap. three two one we're getting close good enough that. close enough all right how's it going matt <laughs> happy march 23rd thank you that's uh the time I that we're recording this here. Mm-hmm. That's the time we're recording this. <laughs> I think this is dropping in a couple days as anything is possible number 11. Uh, and if you read the title, I'm sure we're going to name it something kind of cool like Survival Evolved or The History of Survival Video Games, something like that. The Apex Predator. I like that. I like. Did that. you ever watch um, that movie Chroni- or Chronicle? The is Chronicles of Riddick? No. Chronicle. I think it's just called a Chronicle. Let me... Chronicles of Narnia? No, it's just called a Chronicle. It's a 2012 film where these like three teenagers in high school. They stu- it's actually a pretty good movie, in my opinion. They stumble upon this like meteor that gives them all like basically like telekine- telekinesis powers. Ooh, telekinetic powers. Telekinetic powers, thank you. And then one of them you know, just kind of breaks bad. Um, <laughs> and he's like... He's like, of course, he's like the nerd of the group, right? And he finally has some power. And he's just like, I am now the apex predator. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we got to watch this one, man. I, I'm down. It's a good movie. All right. It'll be a good movie night. So, so um, that's awesome. Okay, great, great movie recommendation. Um, for you, those of you that are listening, the audience, if you have any movie recommendations... <laughs> feel free to email us at matt where can they email us at <laughs> you can email us at thanks for playing pod at gmail.com thanks for playing pod at gmail.com you can also shoot us a message maybe on instagram maybe you want to slide into my dms on twitter slide um, to the dms that's right tfp podcasts it's tp podcasts with an s at the end um maybe give us some tips on how to go viral um, I'd rather not do something controversial and get flamed for it. Yeah. I'd rather not that be the route I'm going to take, but we're kind of getting to that point. Yeah. I'm trying to go viral in a positive way. Point. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. trying, we're really, really trying hard to go viral. Everybody. Uh, if you, if anybody out there knows any TikTokers we can collab with, if anybody out there knows any huge influencers on any platform, somebody that's really good at, at, at just creating a buzz. That's what we're after here. We're after a buzz. Bro, we, you and I can make TikTok boys, honestly. No, I I don't have the the like lack of brain to do it. You know, I feel like you got to be like a certain you just have to have a certain mindset about it that I can't put myself into a lack of brain. (laughs) I just I don't know. Uh, Come on. Why not? Right. Like post a few pictures, make some money. You know what? I'm better off making podcasts do a, do a about video games. TikTok dance. <laughs> I mean, no, please, no. I okay. I okay. Uh, for those of you out there, just a quick aside before we jump into the survival genre, which I'm really excited to get into here. I, I I've been seeing people that do. They're making a TikTok in public. Like they're. I'm walking around somewhere, and I just see someone making like they're they're have their phone up and they're just dancing. Well, that's because you're in LA. I'm. Yeah, I don't get that in San Diego. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan of seeing that. Like when I see it, it doesn't make me mad. It just makes me irrationally frustrated. Where I'm like, oh my god, like, do do something else. Like it's why a bizarre you- world. And there's like that one Twitter influencers in the wild. I think. Um, 
Oh, is oh I gotta you, okay. I could I could yeah, contribute. I think it I think it like that. Yeah, oh you just see people like doing ridiculous things, just trying to get whatever shots they need to for their like for their Instagram aesthetic. Yeah, like I get it. Like you want to. I get it, but like, hey, if you're doing TikTok, like you could also do some other things. Like, uh, I get that it's all fun and games. I'm not trying to hate on it too hard or dunk on it too hard, but you can like, you know, maybe read a book or watch like a really sick movie, go look at some art. And you probably do some of that too, but you know, it's just, just why, just why but the dance? Why reading the dance? a book doesn't get me a sponsorship with, uh, with Chipotle. Okay, yeah, exactly. Because that's what we should value is that that free Chipotle gift card that they gave to Bro, thousands of Bro, if I had a fucking burrito card, my God, I'd, I'd get so much. I love Chipotle. I do. Chipotle. I do enjoy me some Chipotle as well. And, um, yeah. All right. So I, let, let's jump into the meat of this. I think we wasted enough time talking about TikTokers and, and influencers on Instagram. So And the people came here because the episode title, uh, about survival video games. Uh, so... Matt, I just want to uh, talk about things for for a second here. Uh, get get people into the right headspace. Uh, lately, we've been playing a little video game in early access. Um, we play <laughs> we play a game every Thursday with our little group of friends called Val Valheim Valheim. I don't want to. I'm going with Valheim. Valheim. Okay, I'm going I'll go with, with Valheim, Valheim as well. That's uh, that's the hill I'm choosing to die. On. Okay, cool. So Valheim. Um, we've been in a very specific headspace with Valheim. Our server is called Muscle Planet. Uh, me and Ooh, ah. us, us and the boys are surviving out there in the wild in a procedurally generated world. Uh, and we're super, super, super excited about it. Uh, it got me thinking, it got us thinking about survival games as a whole, as a genre. Uh, where they come from, where are they going? Uh, now, survival games. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on a few right here and try to go towards a very loose definition. But let's talk about this. Daisy, Minecraft, Valheim, The Forest, Rust, Seven Days to Die, Terraria, just to name a few. Okay. Now, I think most people that have played these kind of games, they're they're pretty familiar with the genre. Uh, I'm gonna try to go for a strict definition here. Uh, agree or disagree, this is what we're going to work with here on this uh, on this here episode. A survival game is a video game where the environment and the world is your main enemy. These games are usually run on systems, variables, and resources, played with friends via persistent servers, and feature combat, permadeath, or semi-permadeath. Uh, to fully understand this genre, I want to reach back, Matt. I want to reach back way, way back. All before the way we, back! Before we were, before we were born. Okay, 10 years before I was born, but 11 years before you were born. 1985 to the very first, what we might consider the very first survival game. You want to guess what it is? You want to tell the audience? I'm going to guess. I'm, I'm ringing my brain right now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Yes. Okay. For those of you, uh, uh, Oregon Trail. I mean, we've heard the name. We know what it is. Uh, 1985, guys. Let's throw ourselves back there. The year when video games were slowly poking their heads out of the primordial ooze. Back when video games were for nerds in their mom's basement. Which, that stereotype doesn't... I don't know if that exists anymore. I don't know if we really say that anymore. Now we make podcasts. Now we make podcasts. Now nerds... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, now we sit in our bedrooms and make podcasts. I never lived <laughs> in a basement, but I do... No, we, I never even had a basement. We don't I, have this really in California. I, I did live in a house that like had a downstairs garage. 
and there was a room okay. there where we would play video games and it was the equivalent of the basement and uh sure. it was it was awesome um so anyway 1985 we see the release of a video game that kind of conquered an entire generation of kids and got them excited for the computer lab a uh, little game called oregon trail uh, we really do need to do an episode on Oregon Trail because I've always wanted to really play that game. It's kind of like has such a legendary status as a video game. Um, I was actually just thinking that too. Like, I've never actually played that through, right? Like I've had stints where I played like for a session, like a day or whatever. But that'd be really interesting now to go back and play that. Where I wonder if we even buy that. Does Steam have it? I wonder. I'm sure it's open source or something at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. It's been quite. It's been quite a long time. Was that 36 years? Uh, 36 yeah, yeah. so it's been a while uh and uh you know or so oregon trail uh that game uh had to do with survival right because your party was actually able to die of you know getting i believe the main funny joke is that you can die from dysentery in that game which is really <laughs> hilarious to a kid in elementary school who might have been playing that people game. that don't know lucas what is dysentery diarrhea all right, so let's talk uh, genre conventions of survival games, okay? So everybody keep Oregon Trail in your head real quick, okay? So uh, a survival game, you know, a lot of the time has to do with gathering resources, um, exploring, at least in some of these newer games, there's a huge exploration component in it, uh, making the right decision depending on where you go, building a base. I know Oregon Trail doesn't have a lot of these, uh, but, you know, these newer games that we're going to dive into really do. Um, and there, there's a big offshoot for survival games that I think I would make the argument has led to a gigantic surge in survival games really taking over in the last 10 years ish or so. Okay, Matt, you ready to hear, uh, you ready to hear this argument? I, that's, that's why I woke up today. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so s wave style survival games became really big at a certain point. Um, I think we caught that that genre, that that big wave that came through around middle school, high school, when Nazi zombies and Horde mode and tower defense games were like really big. Half of the games Horde was the Left 4 Dead one, right? That was the oh, there was a Left 4 Dead Horde mode, but I was speaking yeah. more uh, specifically about uh, Gears of War, which I'm not sure if it was uh, called okay. Horde mode. It might have been. Uh, somebody write in, tell us if we're right or wrong. Uh, and a lot of games on addictinggames.com were like survival games, like tower yeah. defense games. I remember playing Bloons Tower Defense on there and having a lot of fun. Uh, and now that game has, has gotten basically re-released. It's gotten a sequel on Steam recently. I think it's uh, Bloons TD7 or 8, I believe. You know you know what's really interesting, too, about the like the wave survival mode, right, as well? Um, that, that was kind of like... Wave survival in like the mid 2010s to like the early 2010s is akin to how Battle Royale in particular is right now, too. You know, yes. like in the same way that, you know, there's like Nazi zombies and then all of a sudden everyone has a wave survival mode, like Halo ODST. Yeah. Me, Halo ODST had a wave survival. Um, oh, I didn't Gears, even know that. All these other games. Um, Every shooter had a wave survival, wave like survival. DLC now, or something. Yeah. And now every shooter has. Um, battle royale you know I've, I've even heard rumors recently um that there's gonna be a, a halo battle royale in the next halo that comes God. out yeah i so. if they don't have it it 
if they don't have it, I think the it would Zoomers be aren't going to yeah, play it. They're not going <laughs> to play it. They're just not going to play it. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, that's like a very uh, a, a genre that was very fun. Uh, I think those have kind of gone away and and given given way to the new style of survival game that we play now, uh, like a Valheim. 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 Yeah, I'm. I was German. I don't know why I threw the German. <laughs> so, it's so, a Viking game. It's not German. So I, I played like awesome tower defense games when I was very young. This was like mid or early 2000s to like maybe 28, 20, 2008 when like Bloons Tower Defense was super fun. Addicting Games had a ton of these. Uh, Starcraft had really awesome custom games that were basically tower defense games as well. Um, you had Nazi Zombies, Horde Mode. Um, and then... A, I would argue that these wave-style defense games seriously are the early prototypes of the games that we're seeing today, right? Valheim, The Forest, these are long-form Nazi zombie games, if you think about it. Each night is a round, and you get attacked with increasing difficulty. The game feels tense, and you get little breaks in between to repair. You have to repair barriers. You have to, and... Yeah, you have to repair barriers. You have to get resources. You have to restock and fight again. The gameplay loop is really satisfying. Um, and on a miniature version, like a wave-based survival, um, it just made sense for things to evolve to where we get to them, okay? So the survival games go way back, you know, 35 years to Oregon Trail, 1985. And then a game comes out that shakes the whole world, not just the survival genre, but shakes the literally the entire world. Uh, and that game is Minecraft. Okay, so Minecraft is released around 2010, 2011. This was before it was bought by Microsoft. This is when it was just kind of an, its own independent thing, not in the same way that Minecraft exists now, um, but still phenomenal game back then. It established the true mechanics of the genre that we know and love today, and that is the sandbox feel. The environment changes, the resource gathering, the base building, and, and some light combat, you know. Procedural, uh, procedural generation. Exa right? Exactly, exactly. Now, after you have Minecraft come out, you get a huge surge of games that are clearly inspired by Minecraft, plus these other wave survival horror games, or wave survival games that we had played before. Um, so you get DayZ, the, like literally the next year, DayZ, Rust, Don't Starve, Seven Days to Die. Then the following yeah. few years, you get the Forest, Unturned, uh, and you get Subnautica. That was something. I haven't played Subnautica, but um, I know that that's on the list. I'm not sure. I don't think that's a multiplayer game, actually. So might have, might I think have. it's single player, yeah. Right. I know it's really popular, though, and I've heard it's pretty horrifying. Right, actually, yeah. I've heard, I've heard that as well. Again, another game we should do for the pod. Um, and dozens, probably hundreds, of similar early access games that were good, bad, horrible, broken, or just stupid, right? So, in fact, survival crafting, like multiplayer games have become kind of an in-joke scourge of the Steam library early access store. Where like there was a point where it was a joke for something to be an early access survival multiplayer crafting base building game. And there there is such it a flip. It really is kind of the Yeah, I mean I'm not even gonna call it a stereotype, it just is. Yeah. Right? It's just it's just the era that we're in. It's just like something comes out that's very popular and done very well. So everybody wants to do it and they feel like they could some people are in it because they want to make a great game, but many people are in it because they want to make a quick buck. And not everyone's going to fund it, right? So, I mean, how else are they going to get funding? Well, they release a, a kind of broken game and a game that also kind of works. They put it out for 20 bucks on the Steam, and then they pray after three years they accumulate enough funds to actually bring it out of early access. That's, like, that's right. I mean, like a game like, and I might be mis 
misspeaking here, and I apologize if I am, but a game like Seven Days to Die, I'm like 90% sure, if I remember correctly, that's still in early access. Am I right? I think so. I'm pretty confident that's still in early access. Either that or the Force one of them are, I think. And they've both been out for like several years, right? Yeah. You know? But it's like, come on, just just call it call it quits. Like this is the game at yeah, this point, I right? Know, like how much more can you do? So that's um yeah, we can get into more later, but early access is a whole nother We need to do a thing. full anything's possible episode on, on early access, I think for sure. I think the fans want it. Um, it's a, it's a crazy trend that's really taken over. And, uh, like for some reason, these survival games have become such a crazy, like victim of so, early so access. Why, why, well, is it, why is it, why would you call it a victim though? Is it like bad that like, that's how these games are getting funneled? Would you rather hit, be a bunch of, uh, you know, um, Call of Duty knockoffs or something. <laughs> knockoffs or no, it's, knockoffs? it's not, I, sorry, I, maybe victim's the wrong word, but like, it's, it's just when you flood the market with so many of a similar kind of game, it kind of ruins the like reputation and standing of a lot of those games. Cause it, it Valheim could have easily fallen through the cracks too. Right. But it happens to be a really great game that like has made the rounds as being fun and it's got a good reputation going and everything. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of near the end of what might be the end of this wave of, of these kinds of games. I think it, we might see another resurgence again because this game is going to be very popular and, hopefully at one point leave early access and get a major release in some sort of way. But, um, you know, it's, it's when something gets flooded too much and saturated as a market, I, I, I tend to, to check out because there's just so much to sift through. So what comes after, um, survival, right? You so know, I'm, we I'm, had, I'll get we to had, we, we had wave survival. I want to, oh, I want to get to that. Okay. I'm going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. So it can go one of two ways, I believe. Um, and I think both, both things can be very interesting. So, um, all of this talk, right, takes us to Valheim, uh, early access Viking fantasy game in which you play with your friends to build bases, explore a giant world, gather resources, and fight bosses that you summon, uh, working your way down a crafting tree. Uh, the, gra- the game has a great pace. Uh, the world opens up very slowly over time, um, working your way down an awesome crafting tree that you're not really immediately apparent to or informed on. Um, and it, it gets kind of gets interesting because you're exploring the crafting as you're kind of uh, exploring the world with your friends and finding new resources and trying new things and everything. Um, and really, it's it's a great game that we've been playing. I think we're maybe 10 hours in, maybe maybe a little less. Um, and I'm already, I, I, I can see us playing this every Thursday on game night for the foreseeable future. I don't know about you, Matt, but um, I've been having a great time with it. What, what have you thought of it? Uh, I, I like it a lot. It's um, There's just so many, like, I mean, I think... This is kind of just akin of the genre. When you're playing a game like this with your friends where your whole goal is just to kind of interact with one another and survive, there's always going to be so many little moments, like little things that will just keep you laughing for hours on end, right? Or um, little inside jokes that will develop or things like that or little corals in the world when you're like role-playing your characters kinda. yeah yeah we are playing um, with some little bit of role-play yeah, yeah we're not allowed to yeah, call we, each other by any, we, our real names <laughs> we, we strictly use um use our in-game names um when which, we, is, which is awesome when we play. Um, <laughs> no i'm i'm loving it and i it's um such a nice break from like i always see you and i play a lot of um i not i, I was I don't want typical is not the right word, but a lot of games that like people would be like expected to be like normally playing it 
Not to say Valheim is in a game that you'd be expected to normally be playing, but it's nice to play a game where you're just tuning out and just exploring. Right. Versus a game where we're like, you know, critically thinking kind of what we played to to an extent. Um, it's it's comfort food with friends. Like it's it's gra- it's comfort it's, food with friends. Yeah. It is um it is baked beans. <laughs> That's what's co- that's comfort food. That's comfort food to you. <laughs> Actually, not for me. No. Um, I just say like oh. pizza, like pizza, or like. I was gonna say my comfort food is probably pizza. Actually. <laughs> okay. Cool. Good. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> beans. I don't know why I was thinking like Texas home cooked food. I just baked beans. I, I'd anyway. really do like baked. That's not a slight on baked beans. It's just funny They're that good. your mind went that's to baked beans <laughs> for comfort food. I, lo- I love that. Um, yeah, Valheim is sick. Yeah, Valheim, Valheim is sick. sick. That's what we know. Um, now I, I want to talk about something that we take for granted though, that we're not talking about the, the reason why so many of the games that we've listed off have become so popular is because an innovation that came about sometime between the Oregon trail and now, and that is multiplayer. Uh, the reason popularity rises with anything is because social components in video games are the biggest driver of adoption. And it's not, it, it's not necessarily something multiplayer. It's when something is entertaining in a group setting, which is why like there's yeah. there's plenty of single player games that are quote like twitchable or streamable for certain people because there's like a social component, there's engagement to it. So something, ha- just uh, just if you want your game to blow up, give it a social component and let people get excited about playing it with each other. And I mean, think about up. the most talked about games in the past year, right? You have Fall Guys, yep, very streamable battle royale type ish game. You have um, what else is there? Among Us. Among Us. Among Us is inherently a social game. So inherently a social game, and right now you have Valheim pulling crazy numbers. Yeah, true. Extremely streamable, large groups where people can interact with one another. I think it's ten in one server. You could have ten players in one game. So that's good content. Yeah, that's good content. So (laughs) so the the move to make a survival game multiplayer obviously is a big deal. It's been around since Minecraft, and surviving with friends can be a ton of fun. Uh, that's something that we've all really learned. So, and and one more thing is specifically what we're seeing with Valheim, Valheim, is the sim category. Yeah, you got to pick a name and stick. To I'll, it, I'll just say both. Uh, right. It's the sim category, right? It's a simulation style of the game that I think makes it so fun, right? So just just to name off some of the variables in Valheim, Valheim, rain. You have status ailments, you can be poisoned, you have to store items, you have a ton of items, you need more storage, you need to organize, you need to build defense, there's crafting trees, you need to sleep by a fire, you need fire to cook, you gotta cook, you gotta eat, you have stamina, etc., etc. So the, the variables- There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. The variables in this game are very dense. Um, and that it, it's almost to the point where it's like a little bit silly, where it's like, okay, I can't sleep, the fire, I'm not close enough to the fire, this is bullshit. And you just want to sleep and that, log up. That is one of my pet peeves of the game so far. Yeah. So so that's uh, – it's kind of silly, but that's like the charm, the jankiness of the game, right? And we've talked about video game jank before. Um, I think that it's important to have a little bit of it because it's kind of silly. It's kind of fun. Uh, and when you're playing with games, stuff needs to be a little bit janky when you're playing with your friends for that social time. Um, but anyway, I, I think that the large amount of variables – uh, in a sim survival game with your friends. I mean, all of it leads up to a very, very, like, you know, cohesive, fun, janky social time with your friends. Uh, so as long as survival games stay within this niche, right, where you and your friends are discovering systems together, you and your friends are getting a little bit of jank in there. 
Like maybe a perfectly polished early access or a perfectly polished survival sim game might not be as enjoyable as this one. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Because when you're playing with friends and there's nothing at nothing really at risk, right? There's no ranking system. There's no ladder to climb. It's kind of just there's no. It's not like an early access battle royale game like PUBG. It's an early access like play with your friends and hang out kind of game. And I I could see this kind of thing surviving. Right. It's a social experience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what it comes down to. I mean, I, I think, I mean, especially right now, like, yeah, things are getting better, but we're still very much in the middle of the pandemic. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, you and I have seen each other. What? I mean, we're pretty good friends. And we've seen each other. What? Like Three, once the past twice. year, I think once, twice. twice the past yeah. year. Right. Um, and like these, these games are like little ways to kind of circumvent that. And, um, forge on together in the world right. of Valheim. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so there's two directions. I talked about two directions that this this way can go. Um, now, one is we keep evolving in this genre, um, and we see like sort of offshoots, right? Uh, with BRs, with battle royales, which have obviously is like pretty much the main style of video game that's played these days, and every company has a BR. You start off with just something like PUBG. And then you get offshoots that start mixing genres. So then you get Apex, which is, you know, PUBG plus Overwatch. So it's like, you know, and has a sci-fi genre to it. And then you have Call of Duty BR, which is obviously Call of Duty literally in a BR form with like a gulag and a few other variables in there. So, and then apparently we're getting a Halo one, which could have a, could be pretty cool. Fortnite BR, but with building, which cartoony right. for kids. Yeah. So you're going to get all the so in the same way that we have all these br games that are kind of introducing and mixing genres you might we might start seeing this more in in, in these survival games right so i'd love to see maybe like a survival in space janky early access game with a great crafting system right so instead of building a ship you instead of building like a boat to go over the river you build like a rocket ship That'd be kind of cool. Um, it'd be crazy to see like one that is Bro, imagine, purely focused on combat. Sorry, go ahead. Imagine Outer Wilds, but survival mode with friends. That would be sick. That'd be sick. Not so much like the world resetting, because that'd be pretty shitty for your uh, <laughs> your um, your settlements that you make. But like exploring different worlds like that, right? That'd I, be incredible. Hang on, I game idea. All right. Oh. Survival game every thirty minutes. The sun does explode, outer wilds style. Okay, but okay. you and your buds have a special box that doesn't is is not succumbing to this time loop. Uh, okay, so you just gather resources and throw them in that box and just like get faster. Uh, now that I'm now I'm saying it out loud, maybe not, but uh, somebody make it work. Well, because you still have to break down your shit. Somebody somebody ha set. somebody make it somebody make it happen. I would love that. Um, but we might We're see... Expect, we expect royalties. <laughs> royalties. Uh, Timestamp it. It's March 23rd, 2021, so we had this idea first. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the there's going to be an awesome genre blends of this style of game moving forward. I think we're starting to already see it. Um, like Ark uh, Survival Evolved, I believe, was is a survival game in a sci-fi setting. Um, we could start seeing... The Valium is the first one to take place in the setting that it's taking place in, which is a fantasy you know, Viking genre game. Has there really been no others? I don't think there's ever been a survival game in that specific genre. At I mean, least there's none that are notable. There's hundreds of survival games. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, uh, that, that are early access. So we really don't have any way of categorizing. But 
you know, just that's exactly like the ones that are worth knowing, I suppose. Um, or the genre dies out and goes the same way as like a Nazi zombies or a wave style horde mode, because we're not really playing those anymore. Um, and if you were to go back to Nazi zombies, I don't know the last time where you played one of those game modes, it's not as fun as you remember. Uh, I'll tell you that right, right. now. Yeah. And it's yeah. weird. Um, it shouldn't be any less fun, but for some reason it sort of is. Um, we, we we may have to do a deep psychological dive on that in a few future well, episode. It's because you know what you know what else is out there, right? You know what else is available. Yeah, like why would I play Nazi zombies when I could build a base and then basically play Nazi zombies? Still? Yeah, like the the dopamine hit you got from um, from Nazi zombies is just a little bit smaller. Yeah, than the dopamine hit you get when you're you know f- hoarding fighting off ten graylings. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Attacking your your base in Valheim, right? The drugs are getting stronger. Kind of twi- getting stronger. twisted if Potent. you think about it. Right, right. Now, I, I I now here's something that I picture in the future. This is Lucas's wild theory corner for two seconds, if you will indulge me. Okay, and I said this in our last Valheim Valheim play, the previous Thursday. I predict Matthew that one day there will be a survival game that comes out that is so dense with variables hundreds hundreds of variables that it is essentially real life okay so hear me out imagine a valheim valheim that -hmm. takes place on earth okay you have to make sure you're just a guy you're matt i'm lucas we role play as our own names you have to make sure you eat shower brush your teeth you have a bills variable you have to fight people you got to make sure you sleep Okay, and if you don't sleep enough, work's gonna suck the next day, which you have to do as well, because you have a money meter. Okay, you have to drink coffee, mm. you gotta hydrate, you gotta work out, you gotta file your taxes, catch up with friends, spend time with family, keep an eye on the stock market and any other assets that taxes. you may have. You have to manage a social meter, a reputation meter, a mental meter, a psychological meter, a spiritual meter, and a physical meter all at the same time while looking for love in all the wrong places. Let's picture a sim just like that. Are we heading there? If not, are we going to? Should we stop? How many variables is too much? When do we get too close to life, Matthew? Well, Chief, I'll tell you what. Ever heard of a little game called The Sims? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much the same thing that I just described. That's that's pretty much what you described, just maybe a little bit more of a layman's version. Um, It's interesting, right? what you described in a way, it's almost like the matrix, you know, where <laughs> we're just blob and not blobs are not blobs in the matrix. We're just hooked up to these um, incubation things where we're just suspended in this fluid that keeps us alive. And we got food uh, tubes feet. Yeah. Going into us. And we're to, batteries. To we're the batteries. Us. We're the batteries, but we're living our lives. Right. Um, now I think it's interesting too, because like, let's say the world does get to a point where, we are able to create games that immersive, right? Um, and let, let's just, for argument's sake, let's say these survival games and these sim games, let's say they're, you know, let's say 100 years in the future and, and we have, uh, what's that fucking thing called in Stardart Online? Um, Netgear, wherever you know, oh, it's yeah, fully yeah. immersive, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nerve Gear. Ready Ready immersive. Player One, for those of you that ready have never seen Stardart Online. Yeah. To the person that's, you know, disabled, 
physically. Yeah. Um, to the person that's very sick and can't stay outside for extended amounts of time. To the person that's terminally ill. Why wouldn't you choose that life? Where you're able to fully be yourself, to fully actualize your dreams, your ambitions. Right. To fully experience every aspect of life, the good, the bad, you know. The, the red days in the stock market, um, the love, the breakups. Who wouldn't choose that when otherwise, in reality, you're bound to a wheelchair or you're bound to just sitting in your house all day with nothing to do? Right. Who wouldn't choose that, even if you know it's fake? If it seems real enough and if it's able to exhume these emotions from you and you're able to build actual relationships in it because you're not alone it's a massive multiplayer simulator game right servers are huge it's 20 years 2100 who wouldn't <laughs> choose that life right 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 um and i say it in jest but i i think there is some validity to that i mean kind of going out of that taking that to a lesser degree like let's say you know in, in 10 years like these kind of games might be therapeutic for people like maybe it becomes a way where someone can kind of start to slowly um, relearn life skills can slowly relearn social skills and learn how to uh, apply them in real life. It really opens the door to kind of a different form of therapy, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting if this genre stays as prevalent as it is. And it's been pretty prevalent for about, I don't know, 2011 Minecraft and even early access Minecraft, 10 years, a full decade, over 10 years. Yeah. I mean, at that point, is it going away? Right. I mean, is it even a fad at that point? Um, and I think that's the a big reason, you know, we find these games so satisfying is we get to live life a little differently than we normally do. Um, and who wouldn't want that right? in a world where their life isn't as great as they want it to be? That, you know, as yeah, it is yeah. for a lot of people right now. I mean, shit. Um, yeah, it's 2021, but life still isn't great for most of us, <laughs> relatively speaking, yeah, right? It's yeah. true. No, I, I, and I think you're, you're spot on with a lot of that, you know, that, Guys, we're really heading that direction. Like, that's not a joke. You know, computing power gets stronger every year. Um, stuff is evolving faster and faster. Video games are not going away. Interactive art forms are not going away. Interactive worlds. Um, and, like, now, like, VR is kind of just there. Like, it just happens. Like, it's not even, like, a crazy out-of-this-world situation if you see that, like, someone has a VR headset at Christmas with their family and someone's, like, filming it and it's kind of funny. I mean, right. like, we're going to get better and better at these things. And, yeah, like, probably Matt says 100 years, but probably sooner than that, we're going to have full-on worlds that we're just living in and controlling. Um, and, you know, whether that's healthy or not or a good thing or not is, is up for debate. But there will be, like, video game computing and design will get to the point where you know, you may have multiple dozens of, of meters that you're actually like balancing, you know, you do have a physical meter. It's not just like in Valium, you have like a I'm hungry meter and you have a stamina meter and an energy bar. I mean, you're going to have more because video game design will evolve to incorporate more and more variables to the point where we could almost be mimicking in a sense, real life or coming closer to it than yeah. ever before. Um, and, um, yeah, maybe this is really how the Matrix really did get created, you know? Who knows? Elon Musk, maybe he's right. Maybe Elon's right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy thing, you know? I mean, who knows if, uh, if what we're living in now is, is a reality of that, or maybe it's all just one big illusion, Matthew. Anything's possible. Oh, we should end on that. He, he said, he said it. He said it. He said it. We got to end <laughs> on that. Uh, you got anything else? 
Nah, man, that was a that was a fun conversation. Yeah, I agree. Um, really, really makes you think about what's in store for the future. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I I want to. Hmm. I'd love to run like a actual like scientific study, like a poll, like a very large sample size of like, given your your life has certain conditions, right? Um, like let's impose not actually impose, but like let's theoretically Im- impose like these like shitty life scenarios on people, and then there's an alternate reality where they know it's fake, but it feels real. How many of them would choose that, right? Where they can live their life the way they want. Uh, I think it'd be a super interesting study. Oh man, okay, Neil, get we gotta call up Nielsen. Nielsen's gonna gonna have to run this one, dude. <laughs> oh man, um, all right. that's all I got. Reach man. out to us at thanks for playing pod for some survey monkey links. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's all right, right, everyone. I think that is all we got tonight. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe, leave a review, follow whatever your platform is, and write into us if you hate us, love us, shoot some hate mail. I want it all. Thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. Remember, Lucas. Remember, listeners at home, anything's possible.